this is your podcast where we talk about the movie Tombstone minute by minute. We analyze, we discuss it. I'm Rob, and joined as always by my good friend Joe. I'm here and I'm ready to tackle the important issues. So we're on minute seven. Uh, in minute seven is when uh, the cowboys have their feast and the priest gets shot. Um, Joe, do you want to start with this? Well, the first thing to, to discuss, I suppose, is is what what happens in the church. Yeah. So, I I never I'd always thought so to kind of explain to our listeners. In the foreground, we have uh, the cowboys enjoying their feast, the wedding feast, and in the background, you've got the bride and some cowboys, and you hear a couple shots after a little bit. But you. You were telling me earlier that you you were a detective on this, and you sort of discovered a little more on what's actually happening in the background. The the implication, because of how how sad Michael Rooker is, is that a sexual assault is about to take place, and I, I think that the evidence probably does point to that. The weird thing is that that four men drag her into that place of worship, and then very quickly after, I would say within ten seconds three men walk out and i i'm not sure if they they're evil enough that sexual assault is just part of the part of doing business for them but they are also modest enough that they don't want to watch each other i'm, I'm not sure <laughs> we're really we're really going into the morality of the cowboys here see i had never actually realized that they had apparently i should watch this closer this minute at least i never realized that they had dragged her into the church i had thought yeah, that's where that they had like shot um shot both of them already but apparently they drag her into the church and four men come in and three men come out yes and and there's a, a f- two gunshots and i i think it's safe to say that those that's a gentleman on a horse i'm fairly certain he's just shooting all the people that uh curly bill missed <laughs> i think there's 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 probably like a sequel to this or like a vigilante cowgirl movie where she kills the man inside the church gets away and ends up wrecking havoc on them yeah actually this uh kill bill is a sequel to tombstone <laughs> wow a lot actually of people don't know that it kind of works that's how kurt russell uh got to know quentin tarantino is they were talking about this uh and then eventually ended up in uh, death proof wow man a lot of a lot of uh, knowledge we're dropping here. A lot of our inside knowledge. It, it's sort of like how you know all the Pixar movies are connected. Uh, yeah, all of the Kurt Russell movies are actually one big universe as well. Oh man, I want to believe that's true, and I think it probably it must be. It must be because we said so on Tombstone Minute. Uh, if I, I, if someone thinks they can prove me wrong, they can go ahead and try. <laughs> so uh, we 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 have the bride. She gets dragged in. Uh, we're pretty sure that Curly Bill missed again, and his and his minions are just cleaning up after him again. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, the priest starts running over. Right, he was running over and yelling something, and Johnny Ringo turns around quickly and fires his gun, shoots him right in the head, and then does I must admit a pretty fancy gun twirl and twirls it right back into his holster. It's pretty badass. Yeah, it's much better than the one Curly Bill botches uh, a minute or two earlier in there where he can't get the gun back in his holster. But the, they didn't want to do a second take, so they're just like, ah, it's fine. Poor Curly uh, Bill. Um, 
and this is also another in a long line of you know priests and reverends and ministers and what have you that just assume that they're like well they're never going to shoot me so i can go over and talk all the trash i want yeah there's there's this moment of uh when when johnny ringo shoots him everyone sort of pauses for a second like oh man that crossed the line you shouldn't have done that but you just killed this whole wedding and then probably raped the bride, and then you shoot the priest, and now people are like, I don't know, Johnny Ringo, you're crazy. <laughs> That's, in a way, that priest is the person who came closest to hurting them, because he at least was moving towards them. Like, he did. Everyone else in that uh, in that sequence is so inept that they can't even grab a gun on a big pile of guns. So I guess the priest walking quickly towards them is what comes closest to being a threat. He was shouting loudly. Yeah, he, he seemed aggressive. Um... So then, the other question I've I've wondered, and I think I know the answer to this, but it's sometimes there's moments in this movie that makes me wonder, maybe I'm wrong, is, are we sure Curly Bill is the leader of the Cowboys? Uh, I've, I, I, well, I, I never thought he wasn't. So, I think it's just because of how, in sort of, as the movie goes on, we sort of find out that the big bad isn't Curly Bill. The big bad is Johnny Ringo. And generally the big bad in movies ends up being the leader of the bad guys. But, you know, Curly Bill's the leader of the bad guy. Well, I think that they're trying to sort of create a group of outlaws that's analogous to the group of Earps, where, um, the, you know, the, the lead, you know, in the case of this guy, this group, Curly Bill, and the other group, Wyatt Earp, they, they've determined both sides need to have a cool sidekick. Okay. It's a little bit different. The problem yeah. is, is that Johnny Ringo is not even remotely cool and has the dumbest blank stare I've ever seen in any close-up in any film. <laughs> like, you can, a- you can actually just... The, the eyes are just so vacant and dull. He's evil, Joe. That's evil. That's acting. Um, That's what that is. No. No, that's not. That is that is just some pretty boy actor who uh, watched two or three westerns and and like he doesn't even know enough that he's supposed to squint. He just kind of he just looks at this dead stare, and it's not like a sociopathic dead stare, like you know Anton Sugar from No Country for Old Men or something like that. It's just yeah. there's nothing going on upstairs. Uh, he doesn't speak Spanish either. I'm convinced of that. Well, I mean, he he does translate this. He does translate. Poor Florentino uh, finally gets his meal, at least. Yeah, well, that's why um, he's there. And then uh, at this moment, we have Johnny Ringo actually translates this. Yeah, so either that priest has never read the Bible, possible, or, and I do understand, I actually, I looked through three different translations of the Bible, and... Uh, wow. Yeah, well, the, the internet... Makes that kind of easy. And um, not the whole Bible. I didn't read the whole Bible in preparation for this. But that section from Revelations, which, by the way, what a book that is. But that's another topic (laughs) for another time. Uh, That horse is from heaven. So so in the the movie, he mentions a pale pale horse with death, and he brings hell with him, right? Unless there's two different white horses in the book of Revelations, but I'm... I can't imagine that the that would just be bad storytelling. I it's it well, seems as if like and again I'm gonna be honest I didn't spend hours looking into this but uh, the white horse it is is a force for justice coming down from heaven with the the forces of what I of good to vanquish evil on earth. 
so I had always, I had always assumed when I saw this when I was ten or eleven that. Uh, that's when the best. That's to, the best age to try to make sense of yes. this nonsense. By the way, <laughs> uh, that Wyatt Earp was death, and he was bringing hell with them, which in my head meant it had to be Doc Holliday's. Like Doc Holliday's hell, Wyatt Earp is death, and that would explain later on when Wyatt Earp's like, "I'm coming, and I'm bringing hell with me." He's saying like, "I'm bringing Doc Holliday with me." That's possible. I mean, like. I'm sure that was the intention, but it just doesn't quite. The, well, when you're 11 or 12, up. but, it but works again, perfect. I don't think this movie was meant to be watched by two dorks who are talking about it minute by minute for 10 to 15 minutes at a crack. Uh, um. Uh. So the curly bill. So I guess what what my I guess after this discussion, essentially the curly bill. Johnny Ringo relationship is similar to Moff Tarkin and Darth Vader in Star Wars, um, where you kind of have like the bad guy, but you sort of have like the sidekick who's even scarier. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, we also have a lot of close-ups in this sequence. There's a lot of close-ups in this movie in general, and I I enjoy the close-ups, Joe. Well, you are a mustache enthusiast. Well, yes, there's all the mustaches. There's sort of the reference to Sergio Leone movies, which I know is probably too high of praise to give Tombstone. But I'm doing it. Uh, just wait till the, 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 the visual homage that takes place. Um, let's see. Or that's two episodes from now, so we'll have to wait for that. And then we also have... Um, I mean, I think in general, like, I kind of enjoy those parts of this movie. This movie was made in 93, and so you have these, like homages to older westerns with that sort of style but obviously this is definitely a movie made uh as a modern action film yeah it's i mean if you're gonna make a western how can you not play around with all that stuff yeah that's got to be half the fun um and so now thankfully when this minute ends we have this is the last minute with the cowboys we're uh seven minutes into it we actually haven't officially met our heroes yet uh, well, yeah, we, yeah, I suppose we've been introduced to them, but sort of like from across the party, we haven't gotten a chance to speak with them yet. Just, yeah. just in that Ken Burns state sequence. Do you have anything else to add to minute seven? No, I'm really excited to to not to move on to our heroes. Uh, <laughs> okay, because um, I, what a what a great entrance he makes. Oh yeah. Well, we will be back tomorrow to talk about minute eight, where we actually will meet Wyatt Earp. Uh, as always, you can uh, follow us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, TombstoneMinute.com, uh, Ray, what all the things you're supposed to do. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, Wednesdays are tough, but we're going to be here for you. Yep. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Mm-hmm.